0: Hello listeners, in today's episode we are going to talk about the power of influence, starting off in trading but also in other business aspects and I guess real life aspects as well. By the way, if you guys want a good book to read, The Power of Influence is also a really good book that's going to have you thinking about things in a different way, uh, which could be good in your normal everyday life decision making. It could also be good in understanding kind of the behind the scenes stuff that happens in trading. And if you're a newer trader, you don't need to worry about all that stuff about insiders and supply and demand and how it's manipulated. But as you continue along your journey, a lot of people get interested in it. And I do think it can provide a little bit of an edge in the market knowing exactly what's going on, and the part that you play in that, if if you have the ability to push the market up, you can, in a sense, control what others think. Right? We see a big bullish candle on the chart. All of a sudden, us retail traders, we want to get long. So it's 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 a big game of supply and demand. Is I mean, th- think about like the think about the laws of supply and demand. Right? If I want you, so if I if I put out, a, think about like. A lot of this, this clothing stuff um, and fashion stuff, right? So if I create this product and I want to make a product seem like fancy, what do I do? What, what are, what are, what are two words I can use to just up the value of this product, up the demand of this product, and in a sense, up the price? Two words, Michael Jordan, right? What if I just say limited edition? Just by saying limited edition, I've upped the value. If I say, hey, I've got this I've got this widget, but there's only 10 of them in the world. What happens to the price? Because I'm telling people there's only 10. It skyrockets, right? Because the supply is so low. So the demand, in, I mean, even if there's not a demand, I can create demand just by the fact that the supply is so low and that people are going to flock to it because they think it's important. Because if it wasn't important, there'd be a lot more of them. So we can influence how people think. Like, think about this. I'm not, I'm not a sneakerhead, but people are out there paying thousands of dollars for like sneakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at gas. We're sitting on a whole bunch of it here in the U.S. We won't use it, but it, but. We can influence how people can think pretty, pretty easily. If, if if I want people to buy something in the supermarket, I just I, I I put it on a sale. There was a sale the other day that didn't make the price cheaper. Now I'm smart when I go to the supermarket. I, I actually do the math and everything. There was there was these two pro- there was this product that was on sale, and I I, I swear it had to be, either it was a mistake or they were just someone was messing around. So the product cost like I forgot the exact number, but the product cost like five forty nine. And then the sale was like two for twelve. Now think about it real quick. Five forty nine. One was five forty nine, but you can get two for twelve. Is that a deal? <laughs> I swear this happened. Okay, yeah. So yeah, good. See, I swear this happened because I, I just bought two of the normal ones. And, and <laughs> yeah, but all we see is two for twelve. Oh man, two for twelve and a big like you know red sign. We think it's a deal or if you want, or if you want to get rid of a product, same thing. Even if one, if it's buy one for $6, and all of a sudden two for $5.99, right? It's basically the same thing, but we've been influenced to think that we're getting a deal because it's two for $5.99, that's cheaper, or two for, sorry, not two, two for, um, what I say, one for six, two for $11.99, that's a heck of a deal. I'm saving money, yeah, a penny. But now you've bought two. When you only planned on buying one, right? That's what gets my wife into trouble. I'm like, she, they got you. Like, we only need one of these. But she, but they were. It was two for eleven ninety nine. We, you saved the penny, but now we got. We just spent six extra dollars. But we were influenced because of the deal. So the market, the markets are doing the same thing in a way. It's all influence. I mean, like you look at the news that comes out. You look at the movement that happens. You look at the leaks. You look at—I mean—all of that is—is—is is, is from an investment standpoint, is meant to influence us, because these guys know exactly how we're going to react to most stuff. We know it, if we're going to panic. We know if we're going to do this, sell off all this fun stuff. So we we can be highly influenced. But yeah, it's it's a it's a funny a funny thing. Um, along with smart money, does stop hunting is one of their tools. Yeah. Stop hunting liquidity grabs. They, yeah, they, I mean, again, they, they know what most traders do. Most traders put their stops in dumb places. So if you know where, like, if you put a stop one pip below the low and then it wicks down and takes your stop, like, you should know better. Um, I think that was all the questions. Um, But yeah, they're not, they're not 100% accurate. But once once they have a once they have a move in mind and they take time to create that move, they they're right more times than not. And if they're wrong, they just bail on it quickly. Um, I work as a salesman on the weekends, and on our stores, we had a pillow which originally cost 10 euros, and then its price was raised to 35 and put on sale for 10. And the customers were excited to buy. Yeah, there's a. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He works with uh, TEDx. He owns like a vacuum shop, <clears throat> so he likes doing all this experimenting stuff with marketing. It's pretty cool. And yeah, if, if you're a store, you you should always if you have a if you have a if you have a, a a product that you want to get rid of. Here's how you here's how you do it. You you have three products. You, you are dead on, Ollie. You have three products, right? You have kind of the the cheap product. This is the lower product. I'm going to call this the eye product, right? The ideal product. And then you have the ghost product, right? So this is the cheap one. This is bare bones minimum. This is like, ah, you know, if you want to get, if you want to get a vacuum cleaner, you know, this one will work. It's, you know, probably, you know, break. It doesn't really get all this stuff. It's it's there, right? This is basically just a comparison, right? Just to show you what the worst, the, the first one is just to show you what the worst of the worst looks like. Now, the middle one, right, the purpose of this middle one, this is the one you want to sell. The middle one is here because it looks like a superstar next to the lower one, correct? If you've got a a lower, cheap product that is bad, the middle one stands out because it's like, well, this one does get the job done, right? And then you get the ghost one. What What does the ghost one do? What do you think the ghost product is for? What is the purpose of that ghost product? This is the, the quote-unquote high-end, high-end product. There's only one purpose of this high-end product. This is high-end. It's over, overly priced. It is the Mercedes-Benz, when Mercedes-Benz was like the thing of products. Yeah, this product is simply here to make this one look like a better buy. So you you, you hype up this one. This one is $500, guys. $500, top of the line, right? No one, no one wants to pay $500 for a vacuum. I don't know how much vacuums cost, I'm assuming they don't, right? No one wants to pay $500 for a vacuum, but you got this middle one that does the majority of the things that the ghost product does, and this is only $200, it's less than half the price. Oh man, now now this looks like a good deal. This ghost product exists only to sell the middle one. So I remember my my buddy who owns a store, um, I think this might've been before you owned the store. Someone came in and they were like, why do you have this ghost product? Like it, it's, it's wasting space on your shelf. Like no one ever buys it. Like, why do you, why do you keep having it out here? And he's like, well, I need it out here to sell the other one. The guy didn't understand it. And he was like, watch this. And he took the ghost one away and guess what everyone started buying? The lower tier one. Because there was nothing left to make this middle one look good. Now this one just looked like the expensive vacuum. Why buy a $200 vacuum vacuum when I can buy a 50 one? But all of a sudden when when it's been ingrained in your head that 500 is the premium vacuum cleaner cleaner. Premium vacuum vacuum cleaners cost 500. Because price is all made up on on, on you know it's all created to, to make us think what we want to think. If 500 is the premium vacuum cleaner. But I can get something just as good for half the price. This is a steal. When the premium is gone. Now, all of a sudden, we value a vacuum cleaner at $200. So now I'm not getting really, really a steal. If I think a vacuum cleaner should cost $200, I'm going to buy the $50 one. But if I think a good vacuum cleaner costs $500, now I'm willing to spend $200 for it. Starbucks is another good example, right? Coffee in general, right? This was the biggest thing in, in uh, when I read that book, what was it Automatic Millionaire, when he talked about the latte factor. Like coffee, like how, how much does Starbucks cost? I, I have no idea. What's like a small cup of coffee cost from Starbucks? What does what a small cu- cup of coffee cost from smar- Starbucks? Is it like a dollar? Is it? I mean, not, it can't be a dollar 50. Starbucks, it's not even called a small. I don't even know what it's called. They got these fancy names. Starbucks coffee. Um Price. Three euros, so $3, right? So $3 for a tall, right? And that's, there's another thing, right? What what sounds like you're getting more, guys? Hey, go to Starbucks, can I get a, like why is the small called a tall? So we think it's bigger than it is. It's still small, but small makes us seem like we're getting less. Tall, Ooh, I'm getting a tall coffee, right? Again, marketing 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 right we say tall in our head we think we're getting more than we're actually getting we're not really getting it it's still a small we just we're just calling it something else to make it seem better another trick right so we go to starbucks right and first of all people only i mean i don't personally like starbucks coffee but people people like starbucks because of the the symbol it's a status thing right if two people walk up to you trying to sell you um their trading service right they're trying to manage your money and one comes up with a Starbucks cup the other one comes up with like a Dunkin Donuts cup. who do you think's the more established person? The Starbucks guy why like why 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 are we get why why is someone's status elevated because of the coffee they drink right now you can say you, you can make the case where I always do the example of like hey, Two people are pitching you a product. One guy shows up in a Lamborghini with a, a tailored suit. The other person shows up in like a, a, a Flintstone car where they've been driving with their feet and they're all muddy and dirty. And you're probably gonna go with the Lamborghini guy, right? Let's just be honest. Some of you will say, I'll hear them both out. But in most cases, you, you've already made your decision. The guy that looks like money is the guy that's probably better at making you money, right? So, and, and that can make sense, right? Image is important. Right. If someone if someone if someone doesn't show like they have the ability to properly take care of themselves, why would I trust them to properly take care of my money? So I, I get it. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. You want to hear him out. But I get that point. But a Starbucks cup. People assume a certain status when you have a Starbucks cup. That's why I bought a Starbucks cup and I just I fill it with home coffee and walk around with it. Shh, don't tell anybody. I got a Starbucks cup at home and I fill it with home brewed coffee. I walk around with it. <laughs> make myself seem like I'm, I'm better than I am. But it's, it's a, it's a thing, but like, but think about like this, right? So you're, you're paying three, three bucks, three euros for a, a cup of coffee, right? Now, I don't know about you, right? You can get, so maybe there's what, two scoops, two scoops of coffee in there of coffee grounds. If you're anything like me, you go to the store, right? Even if you were to buy Starbucks coffee at the store, right? You may pay 12 bucks for a, a thing of coffee grounds, right? So 12 bucks versus three bucks, right? So you can get four of these Starbucks cups of coffee for the price of one Starbucks coffee grounds, right? Buying the grounds is probably gonna last you, what? A month, maybe? I don't know, it depends how much coffee you go through. A month? If you drink Two cups a day? You would have hit your four max in two days at Starbucks. So one of the big things in, in the latte factor was the guy, you know, the latte factor is when you, you go through your personal expenses and you see where you're wasting money. The guy was seeing that every day he went to Starbucks, he got a coffee and like a baguette. So he was spending like $10 at Starbucks every day on like a coffee and a little piece of bread. $100 a week, $400 a month. He started, he just bought a coffee machine, started making his own coffee. I think he ended up spending like $25 a month, but we're, we're marketing. We are taught that Starbucks is for certain people. Dunkin' Donuts or another brand is for another person, right? Coffee in general. Coffee is a, the reason coffee prices are going up because it's a, coffee is a status symbol now. Just like, I don't know if you guys have this overseas. We have um, craft beers was a big thing. You guys have that? Where it's not just regular beer; it's these craft beers, and like these things popped up all over the place and got super expensive because now it's like you carry a certain image when you're drinking a craft beer instead of a Bud Light or a Heineken or a Corona if, you, if you're on hard times. But yeah, latte factor is a great principle. I, I I do it every year. I do it every year. I do I do a test for about a month because that gives me a good uh. Kind of a good feel i do a test for about a month i i guaranteed if you do it you'll you know you're going to tighten up your finances and tightening up your fine tightening up your finances is going to put you in a better situation that's going to help your trading i spoke to a a trader yesterday i was having a, a conversation with one of our tier one members and he was talking about leverage and, and I, I shared with him trading coach pie i think it was 385 where it basically said like Leverage doesn't matter if you're if you're using correct position sizing, but over leverage does matter um, because you can blow your account. And he was someone that was going to start with like a $200 account. He said, Akil, I, I planned on start. He's gone through the process, whatever like that. He's at the point where he's crunching up his back testing numbers and he's re- ready to get started. He's trying to figure out how much he should be trading. And he was like, I'm glad I listened to that because I was going to start with a $200 account and kind of... He he has four hundred to one. He's in Nigeria, so they still he's got four hundred to one leverage. He said, I was going to leverage up and try to you know make this money, and he said I listened to your podcast and that I referred him to, and he said I realized that there's not really much I can do with two hundred dollars. That's going to be life changing, right? Would you guys agree? You can have a you can have a a hundred percent return for a year, and now you're what up to four hundred dollars. Big deal, but he said I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to work on my principles of trading. I'm going to continue to kind of work on my personal finance and and, and get myself in a better position while I'm taking that year to fine tune my trading. So let's be honest, it's probably going to take a year anyway of live trading to, or I guess it's, he won't be live trading, but it takes a year of active trading to kind of get your groove anyway. But he said, I'm going to take that time. And by the time I'm ready to go, because I've I've focused on kind of my personal finance side, I'm going to save money and maybe next year I can start with a $500 account or a $1000 account. And that's a big difference. I know it doesn't sound like a lot to you guys or to, to all people. But there's a massive difference between starting with $1000 and $200 or even $500 and $200. So, personal finance plays a role because if you don't it, it's going to allow you to have extra money in your life, which then you know could be used to pay down debt whatever you want to use it for, but it can also be used to put into your trading account. And again, the, the if you're trading well, the only question is how can I how can I really how can I push as much money into this account so we can compound quicker? All right, if I'm a great trader, if I'm averaging 40% a year, my goal isn't necessarily to how can I go from 40% to 80%, right? Because there's going to be limitations on that, right? There's tricks of money management you can do, obviously, but it's gonna be a ceiling. So now the question is okay. I've been averaging forty percent a year for the last five years. I just need to put more. I need to flush more money into this account because if I can average forty percent, instead of just averaging forty percent with a thousand dollars, well, how can I average forty percent with five thousand dollars? Do I take out loans? Do I do private money. Do I pick up a, a DoorDash job? Like I just want to flush money into this trading account because obviously this thing is a printing press. This thing is a printing press for me. So the question now is how can I put as much paper through that printing press so we can print more money? Like, it sounds weird, but like that, that, that is the goal. Like once you get consistently profitable, the goal is how can I get as much money through this machine? It is a money printing machine. How can I put as much money through this machine? And then the next goal after that, if you want to take that path is like the automation type of deal where it's like, okay, well, how can I put this, this, this money through this, this paper through this machine as many times as possible and then you, how can I do it without me spending time? So like the ultimate goal would be like, again, if it's your trading style would be 100% automation because now you've, you're putting the maximal amount of paper through this printing press, but you're spending the minimal amount of time doing it, which can either be used for your financial freedom and do whatever you want and enjoy life, or it could be used to do other stuff that can create more money so that you can put even more money through that or more paper through that printing press. It's like, it's a, the concept is amazing. Once you once you're good, once you're good. Um, someone asked, "What does latte factor mean? Cut your expenses like buying expensive coffee every day?" Yeah. So it's going through, it's going through your daily expenses, your monthly expenses, weekly expenses, depending on how fine, how um, how long you want to do it for, and just seeing where you can cut cost. So it's becoming more efficient in your spending habits. So again, a perfect example, the biggest one or the funniest story I caught with myself was I found that I was spending $200 a month on Gatorades, Babybel cheeses, and Milky Ways. Now, you're probably asking yourself, Kiel, how did you how do you spend $200 on cheese, candy, and drinks? Well, it's it's simple. I was stopping at a certain location on my way to work every day. And I was just getting it started off as one day I, I filled, up, filled up gas and I was a little hungry, so I, I got a quick snack. And then getting that quick snack became a habit. And it was a habit that was like five dollars a day, right? Big deal, right? Who cares about five dollars a day? Until you do it every day. And then you realize, man, five dollars a day, that's that's twenty-five dollars a week. Right? I think I was spending more next. I was getting two Gatorades, but you guys get the point. They had like a two for a two for whatever special. That's that's what suckered me into it. Um, but yeah, but you look for stuff like that. So, okay, well, if I want to save money for whatever reasons you want to save money for, I can I, I can just not do that. If I'm spending $50 a week on Starbucks coffee and, and breakfast food, what if I just bought a coffee machine and made my own coffee at home? What about um, my wife ran to one of her friends the other day who was like, they were eating out they they were for two weeks straight they were eating out and they were, they were I think they were complaining about not having money or something and they're like well you're 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 ordering out food every night and they've got a, they got two kids so like I don't know about you like if I just go to Chick-fil-A right and I order for we order for you know myself and the kids we're probably spending 30 bucks so imagine doing that every day 30 60 90, 120, 150, 180, $200 a week. I did my latte factor a couple months ago and I realized how much we were spending on pizza. We got into the habit somehow of ordering pizzas every every Friday. And we get a large cheese, extra large cheese for the kids. And then I, we started getting, first it was like just two extra large cheeses. Then I started wanting other stuff, some sausage and pepperoni and, and green beans. Started getting like three toppings on there. And before you know it, it was like 30 bucks on pizza every week. 30, 60, 90, $120 on pizza a week. So like little stuff like that where it's like, hey, what if I took, what if I ordered pizza every two weeks? Or what if instead of ordering pizza, we made our own pizza, bought the ingredients. Or bought a store brand pizza and just put it in the oven. You can probably cut your cost in half. So like identifying stuff like that. Where, where, where can you save money at? And again, it's a great practice. I think for everyone, I, I don't, you know, obviously for someone, if you're trying to get your personal finances in handy, I think it's great. But I think it's a habit you should do. I mean, I, I believe in, I'm a frugal person. So I believe in being frugal, no matter what your status is. Like some of you guys may be asking like, well, know, why are you still worried about like buying pizza every week? Like I'm sure like 10 bucks doesn't make a difference in your life. I'm like, yeah, but it's the habit. It's the the, the habit of, of, I don't want to say reckless spending, but understanding what you're using money for, I guess is the thing. Because I'm not saying for, you know, for some people it goes like this, especially if you're anyone that went from, you know, I went from basically being like, not, I don't want to say poor, but poor, not like in poverty, But I went from being poor really, really quick once I got good in, in trading and, and managing money to having a lot of money. And it's very easy for you to have this massive, this, this, this big increase in money and just spend it all right away. And that's why you see like these NBA players and professional athletes go broke because they got all this money. They think it's going to last forever. Their spending habits get out of control. And before you know it, you make all this money, but your spending habits spend more than what you're making and you're in the same situation or a worse situation than what you were in when you were struggling so I, I always believe in just always being aware of stuff like that hope you guys enjoyed the episode haven't done this in a while but do me a favor leave me a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it at whether it be apple spotify amazon audible um, i like hearing the good words it does help highly rate the show and it keeps us in the top of the rankings for best trading podcast internationally which is pretty cool So again, like, rate, review the show, whatever it is you have to do. And I'll see you guys next time.